0: Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network.
1: This is the 15-minute lunch break with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon here on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. 2018 is fast coming to an end, and it's been really a challenging year for many of us. I believe even starting in 2016 all the way till now, it's just been challenge after challenge after challenge. Many of us have dealt with great disappointment and great failure. But I want to talk today about overcoming the feeling of failure. Luke twenty two sixty one 61 and 62 says these words. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. He was broken. I can imagine how Peter must have felt. The sting of guilt must have shot up his spine. His esteem was definitively shot. The boldness that marked his persona was dealt a crushing blow. Here stood one of Jesus's boldest and in some respects, clearly his most forthright follower caught in a moment of great compromise. Despite the fact that Jesus had foretold of his impending misstep, it still didn't take away from the feeling of great failure. He now felt the sting of shame and doubt and anxiety because what Jesus had said had come to pass was really hard for Peter to deal with. He was broken. The text says that Peter did the deed and almost immediately afterward comes face to face with the subject of his denial, Jesus. He says, I swear I don't know him. And then his eyes meets Jesus's eyes and guilt creeps in. It wasn't enough that he had done what he had sworn that he wouldn't do, but that he had did it and was caught. He was broken. Jesus had become the center of his life. Peter had left family, friends, and even his fishing, his way of livelihood to follow Jesus. Now he found himself in the place of denial of the one whom he had admittedly grown to love. Peter was broken. He was in a place of absolute disappointment in self, and the feeling of failure was inevitable. Many of you listening to this particular episode have been through exactly what Peter has been through. Maybe it wasn't that you denied the savior, but you denied someone that you once called friend. You denied a family member. You denied someone that was a close associate, someone that you had always been connected to, and now you're feeling the sense of failure and brokenness. Life has a way of sometimes handing us outcomes that fall way short of our expectations. Disappointment can many times be the daunting companion of great expectations. But think about it. How could we develop a mindset of great expectation if we never have to deal with the possibility of falling short? Uh, I truly believe that people that don't dream big seldom have things that they're disappointed with because they've learned how to settle. The frequency with which we encounter shortfalls shortfalls can cause us to adopt an attitude of failure. This attitude of failure in turn could breed a sentiment of brokenness. Have you ever felt broken? Are there times when you have felt that every dream or aspiration toward which you have pressed has resulted in a path to nowhere? Maybe you found yourself in a long-term financial rut. You may feel yourself stuck in a career with no room for advancement. Living check to check, always having more month than you have money left over. If you're still in school or struggling to complete school, maybe academically you feel as if you should be further along in your education than you currently are. The feeling of failure is the constant traveling partner of those who dream big, but have very little resources to actively pursue their dreams. If you dream big, either about your life, your relationships, or your possessions, the possibility of encountering more disappointment than success is really real. That is the risk we take when we're dreamers. And as dreamers, many times disappointment at an unrealized dream can be an indication of one being, as it were, broken. Accepting the entitlement of brokenness can be one of the most difficult decisions for one to make in life. The difficulty does not lie in us fully grasping the reality, but rather lies in us resting in the understanding that we are less than perfect. That's where the rubber hits the road because we all strive to be perfect in our own eyes. If I say that I'm broken, I'm admitting that there's something about me that is less than complete. To be broken would be an acceptance that I'm less than whole. It is difficult for us to wrap our minds around the idea of being less than whole, but yet still broken may be the best place for us to be. Several hundreds of years prior to the troubling experience of Peter, another man with just as much boldness and empowered with great potential also found himself broken. Peter was a poor ex-fisherman who once plowed the banks of Jordan who had decided to give up all that he knew and essentially had to follow the stepson of a poor carpenter. In a bout of fear, he did what he thought he was incapable of doing and he was left broken. Sometimes brokenness comes when we do stuff in when we react in response to fear. That was Peter's situation. Jacob, the son of the great patriarch Isaac, also had a bout with brokenness, despite his status as an heir to the great promise and being a wealthy man to boot. Jacob had a son. It was the son that he favored above all his other children because he was the child of his old age. That son, Joseph, too, had his season of brokenness. Then there was a man called Moses, the great deliverer of the ancient Hebrew people from their place of bondage in Egypt, and he also went through the experience of being broken. In fact, he murdered a man in his brokenness and ended up being an exile on the run. But God came looking for him. The list of great men and women of mark that have been broken at some time in their lives can go on and on. But what does that tell us? That means that brokenness does not disqualify us from God choosing us. The stories are divergent and the characters vary in background, but there's one striking similarity. These men and women all accepted and answered in the affirmative to the request. Can you stand to be broken just to be made new? In the eyes of men, being broken is a sign of weakness. In the eyes of God, however, is a sign of impending greatness. Broken men and women often become the refuse of society. They become institutionalized. They're made captives, left to relish in the sense of failure, seldom given any devices by which they could reform themselves. Rather, they're given tools by which they could mask the scars, the pain and the false. But to be broken in the presence of God is to be placed in a position where everything that isn't right could be made whole. The broken pieces of our lives are ever available for disposal on the refuse heap of this world or for placement in the hands of God. You choose the place where your broken pieces will end up. What does it mean to be broken? Is broken merely a financial or monetary state? Is it just an indication of one's lack of material goods? We could get caught up with the term being broke. But I believe to be broken supersedes even just the lack of things because there are many wealthy men and women in this world who would fall into the category of being broken. Are all the broken people incarcerated or hospitalized or are they all deficient medically, physically or mentally? Or is it something less obvious? I'd have to say something less obvious. The type of brokenness that I'm talking about is a type that men mask in overcommitment to work, women mask in over-indulgence in shopping, children mask in over-aggression. And I don't want to simplify um, what this brokenness can appear to be. Those are just some simple examples. It's a type of broken that we all have been able to artfully cope with from time to time, the type of broken that only you and God know about. It can hinder you from all that life has in store for you. The brokenness that is distinguished only by God is the breaking that happens deep down in our hearts. To be broken is to be dismembered or crushed in the spirit. It is to be in a place in life where you are aware of the fact that everything about you is not totally intact. It's to be broken is to be the candidate of disconnect, possessing many unhinged parts. Brokenness in and of itself has always carried with it a negative connotation. However, it is a condition that can possess great positive value. Each and every one of the great men and women of biblical history experienced their greatest triumphs after the experience of what appeared to be utter brokenness. It wasn't because of their ability to reinvent themselves or their commitment to life changing resolutions, but rather it was as a result of a faithful God who sought opportunities to redeem those dear to his heart, especially at their weakest moment. The Bible says that when we are weak, he is made strong. It says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Brokenness teaches us that when we fully accept our weakness, then God can fully strengthen us because his strength is complete. Unlike ours, we are individual members of the body of Christ. Our strength is fully accomplished only when we unify with other members of the body in faith. And God takes the unified strength of his members and he deposits it in us. And this is how our brokenness is fixed. How does one come into this condition of brokenness in the body of believers or outside of the body of believers? Brokenness is the reality of life. I like to use the analogy of a jigsaw puzzle or Lego construction set of a young child in both forms of entertainment. The fun is in putting the pieces together, watching the process of the construction and the assembly. The finished product of a completed puzzle or Lego creation may bring joyous satisfaction But the child soon loses interest in what they have made and will often disassemble or deconstruct this apparatus just to once again experience the thrill of the build. Puzzles and Lego sets are made for assembly, disassembly and reassembly. Our lives are scripted in certain ways so as to lead to the inevitable cycle of assembly, disassembly and reconstruction. This cycle continues to happen in our lives until we resemble the perfection that God promised we would if we believed in him and trusted his word and his judgment. What are your options when you feel the onset of the mindset of failure? The key to dealing with this feeling of failure is to remember that it is essentially a feeling. Life can sometimes seem to be a mixed bag of feelings. Our emotions can many times leave us in a quandary making rash decisions and opting for permanent solutions to temporary inconveniences. Failure is just one of the many feelings that we may encounter in life being subject to a fallen world. Feeling failure comes with the territory, but it shouldn't be the dominating sensation of our lives. Feeling is defined as an unreasoned conviction. This suggests that feelings are seldom thought out, but are a sign belief. Feelings are too fickle a sensation for one to direct one's life by. Gift the feeling of failure is due time. But keep in mind that this too shall pass. This is the 15-minute lunch break with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. Here, I never had it so good, Gospel 107. And until next time, God bless and know that feelings too shall come to pass. God bless.
0: Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon Live every Sunday at 5 p.m., a Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347 855 8867 A Never Had It So Good Gospel 107 Remember Positive communication Is the key to success Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network